Taco Brothers Podcast. Where two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. These people here, what they do, they for real. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. <laughs> Very funny. This is Talk, Talk, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Let's get this thing going. And now your hosts, Gody and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Godi. And it's your boy, Smash, coming at you. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talker Brothers Podcast. We have Elise Main on the line today from Intermissions, Dope Chick. She gives you the ins and outs and reviews on movies, TV shows, and she tell it like a T.I. is. What's up, Elise? Hey, what's up? How are y'all? Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. So give give the listeners a little bit a backstory about you. How can they find you? What what what, what are you all about? Um, by day I'm a librarian. Uh, on the side, I do movie reviews and talk about comics with friends on the show Intermission on the Sphere Network. I'm just a regular forty ish woman. <laughs> I'm going to keep this on how forty I am, but forty ish woman, and I just love. Surprisingly, I love movies and TV and comics and music and anything that's just out there I'm into. And I started doing this with some, with my friends. You know, they were doing the show for a while and I used to watch them all the time and chime in and we love healthy debates about movies and TV. Went on as a guest and then voila, it happened from there. I'm one of the four hosts on the show. So we're moving into our this is our second year going into our third and our we're about to uh, do our hundredth show in about two weeks. So it just wow. it just was happenstance. You just didn't It it did. It podcast like, happened to you. You didn't happen to podcast. <laughs> right. I had, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to do podcasts for a while, but I've been scared and just it's stepping out of my box. I'm a real private, quiet person. No one believes that I'm semi shy. Right. But I am. Yeah, we never guessed this. I, I really, really am. So <laughs> I'm like a total introvert on so many levels. And I do so much other stuff. We'd be surprised. But when it happened, I said, you know what? Let me not overthink it. I said, sure, I'll do it. I didn't realize, even though I knew it, they record the show. So we're on YouTube also. Right. So like you see in my face and I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't be in hiding anymore. Like you don't really, <laughs> so I have to, so I have to, I have to wear makeup and fix my hair. Like I have to really do this. So it's it's unusual and it's scary at the same time, but I truly enjoy it. I really, really do. Yeah, I, I enjoy the intermission. That's a that's um, you guys do a really good job. We do we do reviews on movies and music and all that kind of stuff. But I'm kind of mm-hmm. envious of you guys because you guys really get in depth. So I kind of listen to you guys and try to, you know. Well, I enjoy the envy. Thank you. I was listening to y'all's um, show. I went back and listened to all of them. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Thank you. I, I mean, you know, might as well, right? Right. I, I like I like this. This is, that was, I really love how structured and organized your show is. I really appreciate it. So it's really, I really like it. Oh, I like appreciate it. that. I appreciate so that. Love, love. And you know, we have, uh, besides intermission, because we're, we're the new hotness, other shows you check out on that network as well. It's really awesome. Yeah, we have some good yeah. stuff. I, I, I'm always um, looking at the Sphere Network because you guys have a lot of good shows over there. And I, um, 
a good friend of mine, D Murph, was on the Boom Bap oh. show. He was on the Boom Bap nice. show. Yeah. Nice. So that means because you're in Houston, right? Yeah, I'm in, in yeah, I'm in Houston. Smash that, is in Missouri. You're gonna have to come on the show and Uh-oh. kick. Day. Definitely, I want to work with you guys and, and, and collab with you guys because I, I love what you guys got going over at the Sphere. Some some dope, some dope uh, podcasters over there. You guys are, have grown, like you said. We talked off wax. You know, you guys have grown from nothing to something. So that's that's definitely what we strive for at Talking Brothers. In twenty nineteen, gonna be hot. So yes. for everyone. Yes, exactly. so we got this. I keep saying we got some dope stuff online, but you, you gotta wait and see. <clears throat> we got some good stuff coming. But I want to get you took a little heat for. <laughs> Soul food, and you took a little <laughs> heat for um, Aquaman. So, yeah. you know, before we get to our topics that we all discussed that we're going to talk about, let's, yeah. you know, let's let's clear the air on this. So, what was what's up with that? So, um, we were doing our top ten movies for the year, right? And I didn't watch everything, of course. So, the first thing I'll, I'll hit on would be, let's say, Aquaman. Uh-huh. Well, no, let me give you soul food first. That's real short. So myself and Ziggy, the other host, uh, were talking about different movies. And it was Christmas time. I can't remember. And somehow soul food came. But I said, I love, I love soul food. I miss movies that build character and give you backstory. This the, Right now, people don't like They want to get the quick, give it to me type of stuff. And older movies give you backstory and family unit, all that type of stuff. Right. He's, right. I didn't like soul food. Then he bring up Boondocks episode talking about how she died of diabetes, get her leg cut off, and they eat the same food in the house. <laughs> I said, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I said, I disrespect you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I said, how can you not? I said, do you not understand? That wasn't about food. It's about the unity. And, right. you know, in every home, we end up in the kitchen. Yeah. Food is love. Even if it's um, carrots and string beans, and tofu food is love. I can feed you. I've done a lot, you know. And he's like, it's still, it wasn't a good movie. And I was like, how you, this, how you gonna knock me for not ever watching a Christmas story? I've never seen that movie before. Uh-huh. And and you didn't like soul food. So that's where that starts. You know, he called me soul food. I'm like, well, forget you, you know, <laughs> hating on that. And so fast forward, <laughs> I gave my top ten, and Aquaman was in my top ten. No particular order. Aquaman, Black Panther, Infinity War, um, other movies on there, whatever. And they were like, I don't, how can that be in your top 10? You know, Momoa can't act. I'm like, listen, listen. From the moment it started to when it ended, it, it captured you. Yes, it did. We already knew from Justice League the kind of character you're going to get from Aquaman. He's not going to be some straight lace kind of dude. Right. right. So you have to admit, it was a good story for what it was. DC has given us trash for a very long time. I liked Suicide Squad for Will Smith. I did not like Harley Suicide Squad. It was not a good. It was a great. It was not a good watch. It was, but you have to admit, Harley Quinn, paid by uh, Marco, whatever, and Will Smith made it for you. Right. Those two characters grabbed you. I liked Jared Leto as as Joker in a different alternate universe. I like that. Uh-huh. So for what we got in 2018 from some heavy, heavy movies, Aquaman was good. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was good movie. I thought it was a really dope. <laughs> the the, the storyline itself was good from the beginning. Um, I thought the visuals were made 
with all the color, the bright colors and all those type of things and the way it was where it popped off the screen. I thought it was definitely made for 3D. I want to go back. You know, me and my boys always go watch movies in 3D, especially when it's like, you know, if it's a comic movie or something like that, we always go see it in 3D. So I, I thought it was... I thought it was it was that type of movie, you know what I'm saying? It, we, we, it was something that we had never seen before. We never seen nothing like that before. Yeah, yeah. it was, you know. But this is the same. I mean, I love them, and it was, I love them. But we're we're different on some things, and I'm I'm not looking at Momoa and his four lines. Okay, whatever. And, <laughs> so know, what I was on? What was on his top ten? Um, well, they had a mixture. We well, someone had the same things, but he had he didn't have Black Panther. This is Howard, other host. He didn't have Black Panther. What? Um, you know, but he's a hard critic, and I respect his view. He's a hard critic, and I <laughs> see where he's going because Momoa doesn't have a quality of work behind him. Uh-huh. But he also hasn't seen him in Frontier, and you know, the worry that we had initially, we all had it was. Will he, will he have any lines? Will he be carried to the movie? You know what I mean? By everyone else. And I think when you watch it, collectively, it's a good movie. Oh, yeah. Is it his best work? It probably is. But yeah, they do need to... He needs to find something also that's going to make him dig deeper as, a, as an actor. But for right now, for 2018, I'm only going off of them 365. <laughs> I will watch it over and over again. If I can watch it over and over again... It's a good movie for me. So you can watch Black Panther over and over and over again. Absolutely. I can't. Yeah, but once a week. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't watch it over again. I can't. I, I can watch it. I mean, but I could probably Aquaman like every maybe movie. every six months, maybe. But I, Why? because I'm, you know, I'm a big Marvels dude. I'm a big DC dude. And for me, and I, and everybody that I'm associated with that you know we always talk about it and we always discuss it it's always my thing for like Infinity War I thought Infinity War was awesome because from the time it says go it's action it's action packed from the time it says go and that's what I that's what I rate Marvel movies on that's what I worry DC movies on how much action can you put in those two hours you know you know they have a tendency to want to to give the origin and, and talk too much and then that that gets that laws the story you get what I'm saying see, that's, oh, that's what we're different I like see that's what bothered me a lot of movies is like Transformers right and then we can move on Transformers was cool <laughs> the first first one and maybe the second but you got. But you love Bumblebee, her. though. You said you love. No, 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 no. Oh, hey, hey, hey! Didn't love it. It was good. <laughs> oh, okay. It was good for what it was. It's a prequel. It right. should have came before the very first Transformer. Then it would have made sense. Okay. It was slower pace. It's origin. It was cool. It didn't make my top ten. I may never watch it again. It was cool <laughs> for what it was. Right. It was a okay. good Bumblebee. It was a good. It was a good addition to the franchise. Has been jacked up. So they jacked up that franchise. It was nice for what it was. I mean, I'm calling it what it is. Nice for what it was. Mark Wahlberg, I don't know what he doing. You know, anyway. But for what it was, it was cool. But everything to me doesn't need to have action packed because then you lose the origin of the story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Black Panther, and I agree with my my co-host, they should never have two two villains in the movie. You kind of kill your franchise, and I get it. But I like what Black Panther did, what it rum, what it drummed up, and it was great acting in the movie. In the yeah, movie, yeah, now I agree with that. It, 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 it was, 
it was a milestone for us as a people to see to finally see us portrayed in a decent I mean into in a Marvel comic. Right, the characters have always been there, but we haven't had the the limelight. So for us to get the limelight, I give it ten. I give it ten for that. But as a Marvel comic, as a movie, I, it didn't really, it didn't, it didn't suit my craving because I want to see a lot of, I want to see a lot more action than I got, and I didn't get that from that movie. I got a you lot of. Me. Those fight scenes, that one fight scene with Black Widow and Chick kicking behind wasn't enough for you? No, you it tell? wasn't it wasn't enough for me. I wanted to be like Infinity War. When they said when it when the credits finished, it was it was butt kicking from the beginning to the end. That's what I want to see. That's what I but that's me though. That's how I base but, that's how I base mine off. I'm not saying it's not a good thing, because it is a good thing, but it was it was good. It was a good start for for Black Panther, right? They had, there's a lot more. They had to give the origin and the backstory. You know, they had to give everything they could within that two hours. So they didn't really have enough time to really give action packed. But I but I what I figure is part two when the part two comes out, it should be full of action because we already yeah. know the story at this point. You know, I think before they come out with part two, they should come out with the, uh, a movie about the girl soldiers in Black Panther. Yeah, I think it's in the works though. Yeah, I think it's in the works. That that will be a, that would be awesome. That would be dope. Yep. <clears throat> so, but I can listen to you. At least I can listen to you all day. Give your reviews because I, I think that you you're always on point with your reviews. I don't always agree, but. You know, <laughs> That's you, the fun part. yeah, exactly. But you always, you know, you you give a good you give a good description, a depiction of what you, if you hadn't seen it, and they put on the intermission, and they listen to you guys talk, then you got they can you know get a good grasp of what's going on without actually. And it's not like a spoiler. Like some people just give the whole movie, and it's like a spoiler. But you just guys give a good a good uh, portrayal of what the movie's about. But. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Let, let's get into this. We had some topics that we wanted to cover today, and I and Smash kind of uh, um, browbeated me a little bit. Why do we have to cover Kevin Hart again? You know, <laughs> oh, you about it? <laughs> yeah, we talked about it on the previous episode, but yeah, yeah, okay, I heard. But it. what intrigued me about this particular, this was the first time. And if you listen to me on, on the on the previous pod, you know I don't really, I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin Hart. He's not, you know, I, I think he's a good actor. I think he's a good comedian, but he's just not that funny to me. His movies are not that funny to me. But here and there. This was the <laughs> this was the first time where I always thought he was the, the good old boy. He he told the line. And this was the first time listening to him when Ellen was trying to to goad him and bait him into saying, I'll take, you know, I'll do the Oscars. He he held his own, he held his ground. And that speech, but first of all, let, let's play the let's play the clip real quick so the listeners can hear the clip. But we go so we can talk about, it, okay? I can say that there's a there's a flip side, okay? The the flip side is to to any attack, you know. There's there's just another there's another side. There's a there's a there's a B side. There's always an A side. There's a B side. On my side, openly, openly, I say I'm wrong for my past words. I, I say it. I said it. I understand that. I know that. My kids 
know when their dad messes up, I'm in front of it because I want to be an example so they know what to do. In this case, it's tough for me because it was an attack. This wasn't an accident. This wasn't a coincidence. It wasn't a coincidence the day after I received the job that tweets just somehow manifested from 2008. Now, I don't know who follows me or who doesn't. I'm on social media every day. I got over 40,000 tweets. To go through 40,000 tweets to get back to 2008, that's an attack. That's a malicious attack on my character. That's an attack to end me. That's not an attack to just stop the Oscars. This is what I want people to understand. That's an attack to end me. Now, I'm not going to get too emotional, but when you witness this, and you stand in front of it, and you heard, you heard that these things exist. I've heard about it. I've never experienced it. I've heard about it. This is my first time in the fire. I've seen it. Oh, my God. This was to destroy me. This was to end all partnerships, all brand relationships, all investment opportunities, studio relationships, my production company and the people that work underneath me. This was to damage the lives that have been invested in me. All right. So we played the clip. Now, for for what he's saying, he's being attacked. He felt like he was being attacked. And, and for me, I want to get you guys thoughts on this. Do you feel like it was premeditated. Absolutely. Why you say that? This is the thing. I just feel that, and it's not it's not a secret. Entertainment's on is is at war right now, uh-huh. and they're digging up everything on everyone. Whatever you may have done is getting dug up. Mm. And right now, Kevin Hart being a black man, a man of color is killing it. He just got his own production company was it last year, year and a half. He's, he's right now signing his own checks. Right. He's not working for, he's partnering with. Right. True. So partnering with means what the hell can I find out about you that should shoot you back down? The Oscars for any comedian is a major accomplishment to host. So you're going to dig up a tweet from 2009-2011 that he already apologized for but so he can't host that doesn't make sense to me but you have folks out here who have been raping and straight um, you know casting couching people who are still doing their thing you see what I'm saying right (laughs) I'm I'm the same way if I if I say hey you know what well, I apologize I was out of line because we have all I don't care who you are we have all said something either racist bigot whatever whatever off color at some point in time as a comedian it happens um, you know what I mean and for them to say you need to apologize again have I done it it's like saying boy apologize to me if you want to have this right no fuck <laughs> I'm making my money. I'm signing my checks. I don't need this. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, in particular, he's about his kid. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And like Kevin Hart said as well, like it was targeted for you to go that far back to dig up some um, some texts like that. And But I look at it too as 
like you were saying, like he's built this thing, he signed his own checks. I think he graciously bowed out because he's like, okay, that was my dream to host the Oscars. But I think he bowed out too, because he knew he had a different type of film coming out. Uh, I think it's called The Upside that's yeah. coming out with yeah. Brian Cranston, yeah, where he didn't want to bring negative info to that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think, well, I, I think it was more about, he made some some good points. Like he said he bowed out for one, that um, he thought he was being under attack. And then two, he didn't want, he didn't want this to take the shine away from those receiving Oscars. It had been more about him versus about them receiving their accolades on that day. And that makes sense. But I'm, I'm thoroughly proud of Kevin Hart. And, and I put Kevin Hart, smash, I'm going on record now. I'm putting Kevin <laughs> Hart higher in my hierarchy <laughs> because... He's finally taking a stand. He's finally not being that guy that that's just that would do the shuck and the jive, and he would shuck and jive to make sure that he stay in his place of power. But now he realized that, excuse my French, that he's just a you know he realized that they're gonna treat me like a nigger, and that's what they treat him like, you know. And and no matter how much how many accolades you get, how much power you get. They still will do things to try to tell you, tear you down. And for him to take the stands, because he could have easily said, you know what? Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. I won't do it again. Please, 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 please let me be on the Oscars. Let me host the Oscars. But no, he said, you know what? Bump that. I'm going to. I'm not going to do it at all. And he's backing his he's backing his words up. And like I said, when Ellen tried to goad him into to accepting it again, he was like, you know what? No, let me let me explain to you why. Because I felt like I was under attack, and it, it is definitely was under attack. You talking about he's like he said he had forty four thousand treats, right between then and now forty four thousand. So it was premeditated for somebody to have to go through there and dig through forty four thousand tweets to find something. And then why would you release that? the day after he accepts the nomination to be the Oscar host, you know? So I'm, I'm proud of Kevin. I'm proud of Kevin. And I hope that he doesn't do the Oscars. I I really do. I'm telling you, they didn't do that to Chris Rock because one, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal then, but from the time they brought up what Paula Dean did decades ago with some of her workers using the N word. Right. I knew then it was going to be, if you're going to do it for one, we're going to do it to everyone. And if you have to be real careful now when you're you're, routing, you're you're cheering people to lose their job and lose everything, because it could be you one day. Right. You know, you be real careful when things happen and you could say fire them. They shouldn't. Everything doesn't have a moral clause. He's a comedian. He doesn't work for anyone. There's no moral clause in what he does. Not being a comedian. <laughs> Not being a comedian. And I think he's right for saying no, because... I, and it's like I already apologized. Right. I've grown since then. Right. But you know he's what I mean? but, but think about him is like I said, he has this clean cut image. Like, you know, Chris Rock, Chris Rock don't give a dang. So there's nothing that you, you know, he it's all on it's all on his sleeve. So it's nothing that you can actually put tear him down with because it's all out there for Kevin for Chris Hart. I mean for Chris Rock. But for Kevin Hart, he has this clean cut demeanor. He has this clean cut image. You know, so it, it was he was susceptible to this type of behavior. Because he has this this godly I don't say godless clean this clean image. 
So it was easy for them to tear him down. But I'm glad that he, he stood his ground and he showed that, hey, man, at the end of the day, I am a black man and I do have feelings and, and this is what I'm going to do. And I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. I, I, I look at him totally different now. And I, I think like what at least said earlier, like everybody, no matter what race you are, has said something uh, racial or insensitive toward the uh, LGBT community or whatever, just because back in the day, especially with the LGBT, we weren't cognizant of it like that. Like it was, it wasn't the norm. So uh -huh. it was different. So when something's different, everybody always judges it until it becomes the norm. Now people are more accepting because they realize what was going on. And for Kevin to change, you, you have to be like that. Like Kevin is, I keep saying it, people aren't the same at 18 as you are at 21, 21 as you are at 30. Like you change, if you don't evolve, then you, you're not living your life, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think like people are just being too sensitive. And when it does come to those comedians, we have to understand that it's a joke. They have to laugh. I mean, he said this, he said these things to his son. And I know about 50 other guys that would say the same thing to their son if they saw their son playing with a Barbie doll. But it was, I think in the, in the act, some young boy is pushing up on his son. Right. And you know, there's truth in comedy. So whatever he saw was like, oh, hell, he said, I knocked them both in the head. Like, what y'all doing? <laughs> so he saw some young man pushing up on grinding on his son at a young age. Think of 2009, his son was young at the time. Yeah. So of course he's going to react. You know what I mean? And the right. world, so anyone in the LGBT community, they know it's a hard road. Right. We may not say it the right way. We may not say, it's not that we're not accepting, but my my other thing is don't force upon someone else acceptance. Yes. You know what I mean? We wear our color walking around. Anyone that you see it, you know it. But you can't force one to accept. And even if I I I I'm not judging you, do your life, but I can have my own views. This is someone who's racist or precious. That's their view. I can't I can try to change it, but that's your view. But as long as y'all push it on me. Who am I to tell you what to do with that? Right. But when it comes to your children and what you want for your child, that's no one's concern or their business. Right. You know what I mean? If I just might push them on my niece and nephew or godchildren, you best believe I have a problem. <laughs> right. I mean, it was people are too sensitive these days. I mean, comedians of anybody in the on this world on God's green earth that gets a pass from me is comedians. You can cross the line as much as you want because you're a comedian and that's what you do. You find funny in everything and anything. Well, well, you're not going to give that to uh, Robert C.K. What's his name? C.K. What's his name? Well, come on Louis now. That, that's Louis C.K. Yeah. That was kind of different now. We we, we talking okay. about <laughs> we, we, we talking about <laughs> off camera. We talking about off stage actions. Yeah, I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about on. Now he could go. He can talk about it because he did have some 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 dark comedy and that's what yeah. made that was his thing I, but he took his comedy and and turned it into reality so that's kind of way different yeah. yeah you're right you're right i'll just make it sure I no like, no 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 but but my, my thing yeah but but we, we we're kind of we're kind of become a society of of being soft that we don't have tough skin anymore that the little the littlest things we take offense to and a comedian i take no comedian seriously i don't think none of us take comedians serious 
you know, unless they're in, unless they're saying, okay, I'm taking my comedian hat off and this is I'm being I'm being serious now, guys. And then I'll take them serious. But other than that, you don't take comedians serious. Nor what they say. Comedian, the serious comedian stopped a long time ago. Long time, yeah. You know, we go over a serious comedian, um, George Carlin, comedian, uh-huh. um, quite a few are serious comedians that gave you reality and made it funny. Yeah. And turn around to be slapstick and ridiculous and a lot of other stuff, and it's trying to turn change back to what it used to be, yeah. you know. But but I also want to point out uh, Kevin Hart's not a great actor. I don't know who which one of y'all thought. Thank was, you. But he, no. Thank you. I never said he was a Thank great actor. You. I said his comedy is funny. <sighs> his comedy is funny, but I'm waiting to see this new movie because Upside. I it's a remake. Also, that movie is. I can't take him seriously. But I think that's why he's doing it because nobody takes him serious. Like nobody, even in this movie, the clips I saw, he's still joking around. But it's a actually more serious part than we're used to because, I mean, his movies are not great to me. They're just something to watch, you know what I'm saying? But like his comedy, he has some parts in there where I like his stand-up comedy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say he's not a funny guy. He just does that slapstick type of thing, you know. Good save, good save. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I for him, it. and even it. his comedy, I mean, I don't take his. I'm not going to bash Kevin Hart. I'm not going to. I'm trying not I think to. He's hilarious, though. I, 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 he is funny, but, be, be, but when you have a captive audience like he has, and when you have the whole world at your hands, and you're a black man, then you need to go in. You need to go in and, and make 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 note of of what's what's our problem what's what's going on in, in our culture you know i don't care about no raccoon running through your house i don't care about that but that's the type of comedy that he does so he keeps so you want it to be an activist or a comedian though? i want him what to be want to- i want him to attack i want him to make fun of trump i want him to make fun of of, of everything that, that we see that plagues us in society. I want him to be the modern day Richard Pryor because he has that stage. No one wants that right now. You I could know. do that 20 years ago I know with that. no problem. And I know that. And, that, and that's, that's more of a deal right there. Right. media and all that kind of stuff. They're bringing up all these tweets that you don't have Trump himself tweeting about you. Yeah, they don't want that heat. But, they don't want the heat. And, and I, don't, I don't like the fact that every time like a black person gets successful, we we expect them to hold the torch and go lead exactly. forth with the movement because that's maybe not them. And then we'll have a faker up there and everybody be mad when they do the wrong step. So I, I don't like that either. Like Also, to piggyback on that, I think we want it when we want it now. And um, it's all about chess. It's how you do it. And sometimes it's not for you to do it right now, but you, you set things in place to do what you have to do. Like LeBron James. He, he's doing so much stuff now with his star power, right? right? Exactly. He couldn't do that at the beginning. He didn't have the he didn't have it the backing that he need. He didn't have stability to do it. Right now he does. Like I can do what I want to do, and, yeah. and not care what you think. Yeah, and that's a good example because now he has the cachet to to be able to call upon people to call in favors and call in, in chips and be able to make stuff happen. And that's where. Cool and funded himself like yeah. what you want to do. Yeah, but that's where 
Kevin Hart and and, I, and again I'm with you Smash I'm not saying that everybody need to carry that torch because there's a lot of people out here who, who refuse to touch that torch and refuse to carry it I like Michael Jordan um, you know I like <laughs> Oprah Winfrey they don't they refuse to carry that torch for us but they have the cachet and they have the power to do so but they choose not so I can't hold it against him but I just want him to make fun of it I just want to make him make light of it you know so you you telling me when you were broke down on the side of the road, you didn't see a deer, bro? There it is. Yeah, that's in the skit, man. You see, you don't even watch Kevin. See, you didn't see, a, you didn't see a deer, bro, man. Like that's what that's what made you swerve, dude. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see a deer. I don't know what I hit. And 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 let me tell you something. Uh, Flo was a lie. We ain't gonna get into it, but Flo was a lie. <laughs> she ain't on time. <laughs> She ain't on time, but I, I, and I, I think I, I think at the end of the day, um, I'm a whole judgment because I always said I want to see him in a serious role, other than comedy. See how he does in that because he may just be a better drama actor versus a comedian, a, a comic actor. Nah, we'll see. No, but <laughs> I, I do think that being in a movie with Brian Cranston is no. gonna up his uh, acting skills, though. Yeah, he had. Come on, bro. He has. He to has up. to learn something, right? Yeah, he has to learn he something from to, to sit on set with the dude. To sit on set with Cranston, he has to learn something. He can't take away. He can't come away being the same person he was when he went into the thing. Well, he's going to have to take the arrogance away like Tyler Perry is doing things outside of his own production company and take on roles that are not written by him for him right to stretch his his acting ability it has to happen but from what I what I've seen in just from the clips he he seems to still play the same type of role just in a calmer manner you know what I'm saying so I still don't see just based off the clips I still don't see him stretching I mean like to me, it is what he is, what he is. I don't think, you know, I mean, Holly Berry had to go do what? Losing Isaiah to get a little respect from people from being just a pretty girl in the movies. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, well, she, well, she got her accolades off of. Uh, of the other one where she showed a break. Yeah, Monster Ball. Monster <laughs> Ball. It's like, how you get. Well, the Oscar for Monster Ball. It's Monster like, Ball. how did you get Oscar for Monster Ball? You did so much other great work, but that's here, no there. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't gonna get in that right now. Yeah. yeah. But we're we gonna flip the script here a little bit. And, and I know uh, um, another subject that's been hot, that's been a hot topic, a hot button for everybody, is the um, R. Kelly docuseries. Where you guys, I want to get you guys' take on it, and I want to understand why, from you guys, why um, this guy seems to be Teflon to the point where he's not he's not being held accountable <laughs> for his for for which I'm going to call being a monster because that's exactly what he is as a monster. Mm, okay, uh, <laughs> you want you want to go first at least? You guess. <laughs> Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, let's let's just be real. I mean, the dude is a pedophile. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Right. And I don't understand why people are continue to give him a pass because he created great music. Like all that's thrown out the window when you you know you cross that line. Like to me, pedophile and rapist. That's something that you can't rec ever recover from from me I, I don't care if they say it's a mental illness a sickness or whatever like you can't recover from that for me because 
I can't understand that in any type of fashion. Like, there's no way you're going to sit down and rationalize to me pedophilia or raping somebody. So I don't understand why people give him that that cover, because I was just talking to my wife about this and I was like, you know what? There are going to be some people out there that are going to be say, well, people were helping him with it, so they should be blamed, too. Yeah, they should. But right now, the focus is on him. Like, why are we still granting him these passes in the hood? You know what I'm saying? Well, everybody getting a check. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Money is the root of all evil. Yeah. (laughs) Let him be Robert Kelly you know, in Third Ward or Fifth Ward, Texas, <laughs> he wouldn't even be walking around right now. Mm. Yeah, he'd, be, he'd be underneath the jail. But for a very long time, unfortunately, when you don't have much and someone who has a lot offers an opportunity of whatever it may be, I don't care what color you are, bad choices are made sometimes. And you allow them into your life and you don't know their intent, but sometimes it happens, Okay. And so a lot of people are getting paid probably to keep quiet and they were keeping quiet. This is just my opinion. And right now, money's run out and this is, this is the season of I'm calling you out for your bullcrap. I'm calling you out for your, your bad behavior. I'm calling you out. They, they've been calling R. Kelly out for, now for years and nothing's yeah. happened. You know, so I don't need to watch a Lifetime documentary on the foolishness that you know been going on. The man was already on trial for some other stuff, you know, for I think years ago. Yeah, he you was. You know what I mean? And we talking about on video, and, and they, they talked about that in the docuseries about how the uncle went on the stand and said that wasn't his niece or that wasn't him. And that's how it got, that's how the case got thrown out because, you know, money talked and he spread his money around to people that thought that that was more important than watching these women. 20 years later when they were in their teens um, suffering and being you know being taken advantage of and being manipulated by this dude um, and, and and we talked about it you know we talked about in the past about Bill Cosby um, how can we can we separate the art from the person and on this one if you watch the docuseries one one of the girls um, was which is backup singer and she says Everything that he does is planned to a T. And everything that he's, every song that he makes or he writes, it's about a specific situation that currently happened to him. So that makes me not want to hear it at all. I don't know how that make you guys feel, but that makes me not want to, it disgusts me, man, because you're thinking about all these songs that he's making. It's, it's not about, you know, just just great art it's about something that he actually partaked in something that he took advantage of you know and that's unfortunate and you know and i just my heart goes out to those families those women those young girls people who are those young women who are still with him right now that he's been holding right it's it's ugly and it's a lot but you know, a lot, it takes someone longer to realize what's going on and to accept it. You know, you don't want like with Bill Cosby. It, it took me a long time. I was like, "How many Bill? You know, Doctor Huxtable." And um, he's put out great work, but it is what it is when it comes to his personal life. And it's hard to say. You know, we can say what we want with Bill Clinton. Well, he does his own personal life, not my business. How he run the country, what I care about. 
but it's a case by case thing. Right. And right. I, with the with the uh, R. Kelly thing, I stopped supporting him a very long time ago. Yeah. And that's just my I was my personal choice. Like you know, I just can't support what's what's going on. Even though I'm not in the room, I don't know for sure. I just can't support. There's too many reports. I just can't support it. Right. And um, that's just how I take it. Now they need to do something about it. A lifetime series is not the answer because everybody getting a check for doing that series. It's not, <laughs> not the answer. What are they going to do? Well, to it, it's it's not the answer. Justice. It's not the answer, but it's it's part of the equation to actually make that happen. You know, I mean, he, there was even a part in there when he said. Um, in the first part, there was a part in there where he says he was on Facebook Live. And he was saying if they wanted to, if they wanted to do something to me, they should have did that to me years ago. It's too late now, you know. So that tells me that he knows he's a monster. That tells me he knows he's a pedophile. That tells me he knows he knows consciously what he's doing. And they tried to depict him as as being as a kid being raped. And his brothers being raped, taking advantage of, and that's kind of partially why he is what he is. But that's fine, and and I don't give that a pass. You know, I I know that's that is a a part of making of what he is, but he knows right from wrong, right? He 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 knows what he's doing. He's he knows consciously what's going on and what he's doing, and this series. It's hard. It's a hard watch for me. It's a hard watch, but well, we already know, you know, evil makes evil. You know, when you when you're a victim, you end up probably victimizing, especially when it yeah. comes to sexual crimes. So, with that being said, he does need help, lots of help, and he may be fully aware of what's right or wrong, but it may be something he cannot control. I'm not saying that's right. Not in any so form you, of fashion. So you really, so you believe that? You believe he can't control himself? I, I, believe I think there are, there's some sexual predators out there who will tell you themselves, I should not be let out of jail. I cannot control these yeah, urges. Okay, okay. They said it. Okay. I've seen documentaries so, and they're telling you. Like, and, and I've studied that. They, they can't control it, which is hard for us to understand. Um, you know, because we don't have that issue, but yeah, I've read that a lot too. Addiction, you're always an addict. You know what I mean? You just have to know it's all of us recover differently. Some people can be around it and never touch it again, but the urge, I think Robert Downey Jr. said it. He says, I'm always an addict. I love, I love cocaine. He says it, but I, I have to stay away from that because I know what it does and what it can happen. It takes a long time to get to that point. Right. Yeah. So he has a problem, and it's not yeah. He needs he needs to get some help, get some jail time, whatever they need to do. He needs to be stopped. Absolutely. Yeah, he does. He He's does. hurt so yeah. many people so long, and I'm just trying to figure out. But the thing about it is, victims tend not to speak you know, when you're women. And see, that's you what down a- at least that's what gets me is like. You knew these parents knew these children knew, right? Why, why now? Why all of a sudden now? Is it because of the check that you coming out and that you want to you want to publicize this? If you knew you was you know you were being manipulated before, why now? Why you didn't say that? Scream to the heavens ten years ago, twenty years this, ago. This is my kind of my take on that. Like as a as a teenager, you know, 
think about it like there may have been a teacher that you found attractive that you know you may have been like oh man i like to give it that teacher or whatever whatever but as your teenage mind that's how you think you don't see nothing wrong with it but then when you um that teacher is supposed to be the adult and be like no like you know this isn't right i'm not gonna mess with you i'm your teacher you know they're supposed to be able to do that but him you know they're enamored by him being this famous star being able to touch this guy r kelly you know what i mean and he's he's accepting them he's like come on in let me show you this beautiful world let me show you this money let me show you these fancy parts like they're living their best life and then as they get older they realize oh that was wrong like he shouldn't have been see i mean we we this and i'm not a parent but i know being young growing a lot of stuff my mom and dad had no idea They, they did not see oblivious to and it's because we as kids, we know how to hide things well sometimes. Um, a lot of times it can be shame because you don't know what to say. You don't know if it's right or wrong. You don't you don't understand what's going on with you. And, and many times you just don't want to believe that I I I put you in the situation. Right, can you imagine yeah. how those parents feel right now knowing that I put you in the situation to an extent? Right. That's the, that's heart wrenching, you know, and you know, a lot of people turn a blind eye. I think spouses turn a blind eye. You know, his his ex wife, you know, she knew a lot, she knew a lot. She turned her turned her eye on things. Yeah, but yeah. and a but lot it, of times in that huh? but in that show, they they did depict her like she was he manipulated her as well. Like she didn't, probably she did. she had to actually she had to actually. Um, she went into the trance, into his, you know, into his foolery, and then she had to snap out of his foolery. And then once she realized, okay, this is definitely unhealthy, then she wound up coming out of it. But she was taking advantage to of, of, of as well. Um, I guess but people he's, don't want to believe that adults can get taken advantage of. It's real hard for anybody to swallow. How could you not know? How did you come, come on now? Some people are really good manipulators. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. at the end of the day, everybody wants to be loved. And a lot of times, depending on which you come from as a person, from, say, from an adolescent to an adulthood, you really don't have, a lot of people don't have an understanding what love looks like. You know, some people think love looks like abuse. You know, some people think love looks like like him being a pedophile. A lot of people don't have a true depiction of of a father, mother, um, seeing that love, that that nurturing, like normal people would see. Well, I don't know if that's normal or not, but um, they don't get that. So they don't. They're always once they get to adulthood and smash you. You know, you all into this kind of stuff. Tell me if I'm wrong, but that's they're they're out searching, searching and searching and searching and looking and looking. And when they get somebody that 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 focuses on them 100, percent they tend to think that's what love looks like. And it really is it's really harmful than than actually love itself. No, you're right. You're right. I think the the only thing I have in this uh, whole movie documentary that I saw was um, when his brothers and everybody was talking about they were molested. Yeah, I I hated that nobody ever named who molested them. Like, why are you still protecting this person? Right. That's 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 the whole thing that made me mad because I understand the girls went through it and all that, and I feel bad for them. But it's still showing a cover up because if it, it, it wasn't your mama, your daddy had left. So who in the family molested you? Out them? Why are you protecting them? Because now 
I see that behavior. They they had to protect that family member, so now they have to protect R. Uh, Kelly. R. Kelly. Right. And it just goes on and on. And I think that maybe you have the other big issue in the in the black community where we cover up and we hide sickness. But you why know. do we do that, you think? I, I never well, understood that. For one, a lot of times, if you're in a situation where the person is helping you, if that person came into your life and is the one who's keeping a roof over your head, right. many yeah. women have been taken advantage of by, by stepdaddies or step uncles because they were helping out and mom had no idea. And if you said anything, sometimes it's like, what were you doing? What did you what did you say? Like the initial thing for us as women we get for a long time was what did you have on? Didn't you know any better? So instead of you asking me, are you okay? It comes into why are you there at two o'clock in the morning? What's happening? What's going on? So it turns into you're the one who's wrong. And unfortunately, when somebody knows you've been victimized, you get looked at differently. Right. Yeah. And do you, do you want to look at it to say, you know what, when I get old enough, I'm out the door. I'm gone. Bye. And you don't look back. Mm, that's good. And embarrassment. If you if you're the family member of someone who's committed a crime, no one realizes that. Oh, that's that's Jim. That's Jim is the one who did all the, the bad stuff. There's no one else. It turns into that family. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. some no. And what else like that person? Mm. It's just it's a lot. And that, that's not even a, a, a ethnic or black black or white that's like overall if one person in your family does something gruesome the whole entire family feels it you get ostracized and with molestation and sexual assault how did it know how did no one know it's real easy for no one to know but they but they knew like the brothers admitted that he was both brothers admitted he was they, they say R. Kelly was so there, like Smash is saying, like there is a cover up being covered, covering that up. So then, so therefore, we know that they're covering up. They, they that's that's what made them cover up what he did for so long. But what also disturbed me was all these people, like the Aaliyah situation. Um, the road manager was like, "Man, did you sleep with Aaliyah?" He was like, "No," and he just let it be. But you knew he did, right? You knew that's. But the money is the money that important to you that that human life can be sacrificed just so that you can make a payday. It, it just it baffles me that that these people would go on TV now and I'm supposed to give them a pass. I don't give any of these people a pass. Everybody that knew, shame on you as well. Yeah, they were. Well, well, like her mom, now I was coming out saying that none of that happened. She, she's like, nope. Not my child. Right. I think that's like kind of like what you were saying. That's kind of to protect the family and her um, her legacy because they don't want that out there. I, I feel it was the same with the girl that was uh, in the video who, you know, he peed on and went to court on. I feel because her family said that wasn't her, but her sparkle of her um, aunt was saying it was her. Right. I feel the same thing. I feel like they were trying, like with that girl, they're trying to give her life because think about it, if everybody knows who she is, that's all they're going to register her as when she got older. Like you're the girl in that R. Kelly tape. But with them saying that wasn't her and just kind of glossing over it, and I'm pretty sure she got, they got, the family got some money under the table, but it was just so she could probably lead a better slash regular life, however that is in her. Head, you know what I'm saying? So, and a great example of that is Monica Lewinsky. No matter what she's done in life, you know, 
you only think of her as the 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 girl the intern with Bill Clinton. She can't yeah. get away from it. That's true. That's a good so example. Sometimes it's like you want to just not say anything and just move on and live your life, or you know. Sometimes that's why a lot of victims do not come because then you're known as the victim. Yeah. Or what did you do for that to happen to you? That's why a lot of rape, rape victims do not come forward. That's true. Yeah, because and sometimes they make the victim seem like the monster, and that's and that's pretty bad when they do mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah, I hate victim blaming, man. I yeah, yeah. Be it, it happens. It's happening right now with the whole. You should see my Facebook timeline with the whole R. Kelly thing and people trying to, what I don't understand is like, you can't blame the victim. You can't blame a teenager who, they don't don't, don't know themselves. That man is at fault for all he's done. Yeah. You know? And just like you said, like, you know, we all know, we all been teenagers. Our parents didn't know all that we did. You know? And, but my thing is once you, as an adult, Regardless if we didn't know we were blind to it, once I do know and once I am, I, it is recognized that then I need to take a, I need to to move in and make a stand, take a stance against that and uh, make a right of it. But I don't think, I think like they gave the the girl got pregnant and they gave the the girl I thought the mom a thousand dollars. Why? Why didn't you go? Why didn't you come forward then and say, you know, he took advantage of my daughter now she's pregnant. You know, she had a miscarriage, whatever the case may be. You know, that's the time you turn them in. It just seems like you're enabling, you're enabling him, and you're enabling her to continue on with these with these behaviors that we know are not or we know is not healthy behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but right. I think the only thing we can do now is going forward as overall, you know, fans or not fans or whatever it may be, is just to stop supporting. Yeah, we yeah. have to. We have to stop supporting, and hopefully, these people will just take the proper action against what needs, whatever needs to be happened to see what happens to him and what he's doing. Everyone who's involved, right? And a lot of times, people want to like the the R. Kelly apologists. They want to say just like Bill Cosby, they're trying to tear down our icons. Well. I don't feel that way. I don't feel like you're tearing down an icon. I feel like you're just trying to bring a, a criminal to justice. Bill Cosby was a criminal. They brought him to justice. You know, now what I will say is why doesn't the justice system not taking anybody, not taking Bill Cosby's side, not taking R. Kelly's side, but why don't you go with the same, the same zeal, the same, you know, passion to get them. There are others Caucasian, Latino, whatever the case may be, to go get them. Because you know we that, we saw that was my issue Bill Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw Bill Cosby go from zero to sixty real fast. He got locked up. Like it was just like beginning to end, boom. But then there was every yeah. there was other people in Tinseltown that were doing the same behaviors and we already identified and recognized these people and they're Harvey still Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein and they're still <laughs> yep. walking the earth right now, you know, free as a bird. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. All yeah. of them. Yeah. I mean that was just has a whole <laughs> out of something. That issue with the Bill Cosby thing that wasn't that I was agreeing with it but Bill Cosby like Kevin Hart was making moves to do some major stuff major stuff and what I don't like is you took away his 
his accolade you took away you didn't want but everybody got funding from him give the funding back you don't want it right. <laughs> college university scholarship so that's my thing people are so quick to jump but so, so if you're gonna do it to him I wanna see Weinstein up there just like him in the same year yeah. going to jail the not same timeline two line. years right. later yes. not right now exactly. same timeline <laughs> you gonna do it do it cause with Weinstein you have more evidence of Weinstein these chicks with Bill Cosby this was like in the set. I mean, I hate to say it, and I probably get slack for it, but <laughs> the culture of Hollywood back then was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, Cocaine yeah. and pop, popping pills was a thing back then. You know, you built Hollywood with Camille for 40, 50 something years. You knew that man was married when he when you got with him. You know, you go. I mean, I'm not saying they're right. It's not right what he did, and I'm not agreeing with it. But and he's wrong, and he's serving his time but I need to know why Weinstein is just now just now going to I don't even know why Kevin Spacey can say I didn't do it and now he's out and then something else why are they sitting here free right. same energy needs to happen with everyone yeah, that's I, my I, issue with it preach sister <laughs> I definitely no, I agree mean, with that that's you 100% right that, that's not that's my thing if you don't do it I want them all lined up Yep. All of them. So I, I don't see anybody taking away Weinstein's awards. He's, I don't see anybody doing right. that. But even like Bill Cosby, all the people saying that's, that's foul. Like you said, that's foul. Then I don't see any of these black colleges and these universities giving the money back. I don't see if you think it was foul. You know, if you feel that way, then then turn your turn. You know, give it all back. You know, turn your turn it back on him and, and give it all back, but that's not going to happen. We know that. But, no, and, I, and that's not that's not us saying that, that he's right, no. not at all. But I want the same energy and the same. A friend of mine calls it selective outrage. People want to be selectively outraged. They want to pick and choose how they're mad. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You can't pick and choose how you're upset. That's true. Yeah, but I, it just it just Bill Cosby for me was disheartening um on so many levels if you listen to the past episodes you know i went into that um yeah i heard <laughs> he was an icon you know he was i don't hold him nowhere or kelly doesn't hold a candle to bill cosby as far as what he's done for us as a community um i did have my beef with him about i do have a beef with us um publicly publicly bashing the culture and, and in ways of of what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing, I, I don't, I don't. That doesn't sit well with me because it doesn't. No other culture does that, so that doesn't sit well with me. But besides that, it's so much that he's done um, as far as TV and film and and giving a blueprint to like Kevin Hart to be able to do his own production company, these type of things. And it was, it's just so disheartening that it's hard like smash is like i can separate the art from from the person but it's kind of hard to do that you know it's, it's some cases i can you know like i love one of my favorite movies of all time is uptown saturday night and let's do it again and who's the main character in it and it's hard for me <laughs> to let it go but i know you know it, it, that's just the way society i mean that's just the way tinsel town was at that time that was just the normal practice so it could also be it could also be the moral pedestal bill Cosby put him stuff on yeah it could be um, mm, could yeah. be for so so long and, and him being i mean the huxtables that's the family that was like you know what we're not showing this 
bad light, this is obtainable. You know, how you file this bonnet for getting pregnant and you doing all this foolishness on the back. You know, it's like a lot of things. So he put himself on a pedestal yeah. and we placed him there also right. on this pedestal when he'd been, he been that dude since the 60s and 70s. We put him here. But R. Kelly has never been on a moral pedestal. Never. We've never thought of more, uh, R. Kelly on right. this. And, and, because and he gave you, I think, Exactly. And, and that's, what, that's the point. I, that's exa- You hit it on the head because when he went into that, and I always keep saying, when he went to the NAACP rally and berated the black culture for we need to be, uh, we need to be this, we need to be more, more we need to be more family oriented, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's... That's like a slap in my face when you get up. First of all, you pissed me off it. saying it already, right? But then you come <laughs> back and then you just throw egg in your face by you was a hypocrite the whole time, you know? So but flip it. That that yeah, if you want to flip it, that's some stuff he did a long time ago. And how he and his this how he was as a young man. You know, uh, we're I don't I'm know how old y'all are, that. but I'm, I'm not I'm not giving that a pass. Right. I, at least no, I can't no, get that a pass. But if but you're saying Kim and Clark can change. Couldn't he have changed? Yeah. So he was, still needs to pay for what he did, though. Yeah, it was just a culture to me. Like I, I'm not giving him a pass either, but yeah, like he and, wasn't the only one doing it. And it wasn't even a black white thing. It was a it was a that's how the world was. But people change and they mature. Yeah. But he has to still pay for what he did. And what kills me is the same thing with these 2009 tweets. All of a sudden, you bringing up he wanted to buy up NBC or whatever, whatever he's about to do, and now you want to come and say he he drugged you. What? I'm not saying they're lying at all. You know, it's like where were you during the Cosby Show? And they're saying they're <laughs> and, all and, getting paid with the money right And that's my thing with these. Bill money, Bill money out. That's my thing with these come out. I mean, this is, I mean, the more to this story for this last hour we're talking, if you're a victim, don't be afraid to come out. Come out and speak your truth. You know, don't wait. Don't suffer in silence. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't when you should, when you can. You know, there are people out here who are going to support you and love you nonetheless. And even if it's somebody of power, of clout, it doesn't matter. Nobody should be able to, to, to endure this abuse. Nobody should be able, should be enduring, you know, such injustice. So, you know, to you victims, come out, speak out. You know, there are people that's going to help and love you and, and help you through this. You know, don't be ashamed for what you know is right and wrong. You, know. yeah, you do something to me, I'm I'm taking down the whole empire. Uh, right, it's all coming down. It's all it's yeah. all burning down. It's yeah, all gonna come down. <laughs> but it's also bad though too is if you wait and you know being a woman and understanding as a woman as and when you're a victim, it's hard to speak up because of the looks and the constantly being reminded of you're the victim. I understand why people don't. And unless you've been a victim, you wouldn't understand that. Right. The difference is the support system we have now is so much better than what was out there a long time ago. On the flip of that, social media has made it where you will never forget. When you want to just speak up and forget, it's always going to pop back up. And that's the hard thing. But you know, you know, like you said, we need to speak up, come forward. Whatever you're going through, you need to speak up. And so we can take care of you and, you know, find some justice. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we're getting long here on the hour. So 
Miss Elise Maine, where can the people find you? You can find me on Facebook under Elise Maine and on Instagram in Elise Maine every Wednesday on Intermission on the Sierra Network at 7 p.m. We go live on Facebook. We give you a little teaser of what we're going to talk about for the first 15 minutes and find our show on all major networks. All major networks. That's what's up. All major networks. So you, Fire. You, all right. So you definitely a talk assistant now. You're not, we can't give you the brother tag, but you definitely a talk assistant <laughs> from this point on. <laughs> Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. And I've been, been trying fun. to get you on forever because I, I I dig what you guys are doing. I really truly do. And and uh, I'm always looking for um, imitation is flattery. So I, I kind of always look around, the, you know, look around the, the podcast scene and see who's out there and who's doing what to see where I can where I can better and we can better ourselves on in the podcast game as well. Smash. Well, you have to come. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely. Just let me know when, and I'm going to fight that traffic and get there. Trust me. <laughs> Smash, what, what you got closing and closing, my brother? I just want to say uh, thanks to Miss Elise for coming on here and uh, blessing us. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think you hold the title of the first female that's been on the show with us. That she is. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you breaking all kind of ground now <laughs> but I, I want to thank you. Uh, you you know you've been very uh, gracious and I mean you fit right in and I love the way you break down movies and shows because next time we do our movie and show thing we might have to have you on because uh, I, I like the way you break it down so because D he he, he he a little on the other side when he be breaking it down so what nah, you, I'm just messing what you mean <laughs> about it I, you know I feel what you say <laughs> what you mean but I tell you one thing we we will definitely come back and, and visit this the Kevin Hart movie drops on the 11th so yeah. we'll definitely come back and break that down because y'all say it's gonna be it's not gonna be that good and I'm saying that I think he's a better drama actor than he's a comedian a, a comic actor so. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got this recorded right here. He, <laughs> yeah. he hey, man, <laughs> I'm giving, I'm, listen, there will be no, look, I'm not going to bash Kevin Hart anymore in 2019, okay? I'm going to go into this thing. <laughs> only on day six of 2019. Did you want to say that right now? <laughs> write it down, write it down. <laughs> write it down oh. because, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm critical of all, I love my comedy, and if it doesn't, if it's not funny, it's not funny. And then his, again, I'm not going to go there anyway. So, <laughs> we going to get up out of here. So, with that well, being right. said, Don't much love, and we out. Peace. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. <laughs>